I'm Priscilla Pfeiffer, and welcome to Spark Your Inner Fire, a podcast for artists, performers, and closet creatives. You bring a lighter, and I'll bring the fuel. It's time to spark your inner fire. On July 29th, I created my first ever virtual summit, and it was made particularly for performers going through a pivot in their lives. It's called the Pivoting Performers Summit. I put my heart and soul into this thing. It was like my baby. I was working on it day and night for months. And the reason why I made this summit is because being a performer myself, I've gone through so many transitions in my life, you know, with with my, my knee injuries, with my health issues, all sorts of things that have happened that have made me question whether I'll be able to perform for the rest of my life or how long that timeline actually is. Will it be cut off sooner than I intended or sooner than I planned? And what would I do next? You ask most successful professional entertainers, they'll probably tell you that they're living their dreams. Now, while most people spend their entire lives trying to reach their dreams, I feel like most entertainers feel like they're currently living it. So when you're currently living your dreams, doing what most would only dream, could only dream of achieving, when a pivot is required, it's hard because you feel like you're going backwards. It's like reaching your dream, then feeling like the rest of your life, you're going backwards and it's slipping through your fingers. I mean, that's how I felt. I've spoken to so many performers that have felt the same way, like wondering what they're going to do next. I've worked with a lot of entertainers around the world, and it's not something that's talked about. It's a difficult topic. It's like kind of like the elephant in the room that no one wants to speak about. Like, we all know it's coming, but we don't want to prepare ourselves or talk amongst each other and support each other in that way. And most assume that they'll never be able to find a career they love as much as performing. And most feel like failures starting over through these various pivots in their career. And with this lack of support that I've seen throughout my entire career, throughout my family's entire career, you know, I, third generation entertainer, I never saw any sort of support in this realm. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make it. I'm going to create this community. I'm going to create something that I needed during my various transitions and pivots in my life. And for me, the pivot was needed because of injury. But for some, the pivot's needed because of a life transition, having a baby, I don't know, moving across country, wanting wanting to start over, maybe like a sense of completion. And for some, it's age. I mean, there's so many different reasons why a pivot is needed. And so I kind of wanted to flip that on its head. It's like, why is it, why does it always have to feel forced? Like we're forced out of this, the decision. Like this is a huge decision. We're reinventing ourselves. Why can't we prepare for it and make the pivot on our terms, not someone else's? So the people that attended this summit, some, actually most of them are still performing. Most are still performing, but they're looking ahead. They're looking into the horizon of what might come someday. They're being wise, preparing for that possibility. And doing that allows them to put themselves in the driver's seat, put themselves in control of the situation when that pivot comes. Some are ready to pivot right now. They're like, I'm done performing. I'm burnt out. I've been there too. And some feel accomplished. Like, you know what? I feel good about what I've done. I'm ready. I'm ready to retire and it's time. And just know if you are going through any sort of pivot in your life, I want you to know that finding something else you love is possible. And if you want to check out the summit to see new purpose-filled possibilities, then go to pivotingperformers.com. 
So I learned a few things making this summit, and I wanted to share it with you. I've got four things that I learned that really stood out for me, but I hope that these tips will help you with whatever project you're working on, with whatever creative endeavor that you're seeking to complete. These tips will be applicable to all of those categories. One is ask for and accept help. This is something that I've always struggled with. You know, it's like kind of like I just want to do it all myself and I don't want to ask for help. I don't want to put anybody out. And I struggle with perfectionism at times. So at times I don't want to pass on some of the work. So I decided this time to outsource what I could, things that are not in my genius zone, so that I can focus on what's the most important. I also had people that reached out for help. What can I do? How can I help? If I would have been asked that in the past, I think I would have been totally like, oh, I'm good. I'm good. And then I'm up till like six in the morning, not sleeping and not sleeping for days and driving myself crazy. When someone's offering to help, they want to help. They want to be part of the process and I'm not allowing that. So I didn't do that this time. God totally sent me help. It's a a godsend completely without a doubt. And things happen that would not have been completed. They wouldn't have been finished had I not accepted the help. Second thing I learned is to keep a cool head. (laughs) Okay. A lot of unexpected things happened during the summit creation, and these are to be expected, but one in particular, can I just tell you, a week before the summit, my computer wouldn't turn on. My computer would not turn on. What? What do you do? I can't even tell you. Everything going through my head. I'm trying to remember, did I back everything up? Was this backed up? Was that, oh no, like this, oh, was in the middle of that. Oh my gosh. Took it into Apple. They said my hard drive had crashed. It was going to take a week to to get it back. And I was like, um, excuse me, I don't I don't have a week. I don't I'm in the middle of a launch. I'm in the middle of a summit. I I need a computer. So they said, well, you know, you can buy a computer and return it in two weeks. It was actually their idea. I was like, okay, you're okay with that? Like, yeah, it's no problem at all. People do it all the time. <laughs> I said, okay. So I bought a laptop to hold me over to get through this summit. Was that Apple? store for eight hours. And I'm not exaggerating, eight full hours to try to get what I could off the computer. They were trying to, long story. Anyway, all is well. Other things happen. Like I was recording. I had been recording for hours and realized I didn't push the record button. (laughs) But, But all these things kept happening. And all of a sudden it dawned on me because all of these things were happening within seven days of the summit. All of a sudden, Like everything was going pretty smooth sailing and all of a sudden things were happening and it dawned on me. Let me give you a little preface. I was supposed to have my summit on July 21st and about three weeks prior, you know, right when everybody started promoting, the speakers started putting, getting the word out about the summit and I started getting promotions out. I was like, okay, you know what? Something's telling me to change the date. I don't know why, but a lot's going on and I feel like I need to push it out. Now's the time to do it because nobody knows about the date yet except for the speakers. So I changed the date. And can you guess what date the summit was supposed to be on? July 21st. The day that my the day that my computer crashed is the day that the summit was supposed to be. I mean, what? My mind was blown. I'm like, thank you, God. That wasn't an accident. And even the people at the Apple store were like, wow, you're really calm for everything that's going on right now with your computer and everything that you have you're working on. I was like, if you only knew what was going on in the inside. But I kept a cool head. 
and that was required in order for me to push forward and get what I needed done. The third thing I learned is to give my 100%. As a recovering perfectionist, I can be really hard on myself on the smallest details. And in the midst of some of these editing problems that were happening and my nitpicking on the small details, I decided that if I can honestly look at what I've created and say I did my best, I did my best that I could possibly do with the time I had and the resources I had, then I can detach myself from the outcome. So by the time it was, it was launch time, by the time it was time to open the summit to the public, I took a deep breath and I detached myself from the outcome. And I took any feedback as lessons moving forward, took them as feedback rather than criticism on myself or or my idea or what I made. No, any feedback was helpful, positive or negative. It's data. It's data to be able to apply the next time I do this. In episode 91, I talk about using creative criticism to your advantage. So go check that out if you haven't listened already. And so if I came into it with that mindset to detach myself from the outcome and I'm going to push forward and keep doing my best, take any feedback I receive as data, then we're good. And boy, was I tested. I mean, that's something, yeah, in theory, we, we like to do all the time, right? And it's most difficult to apply when you're in the midst of these high stress situations. I did my best. The fourth lesson is to have extreme ownership. I had a chat window and I was personally running the support for the summit. I'm not Amazon. I don't have this huge team. I'd love to someday, but I don't have this huge team running things. I'm only one person. And I had some people in the chat that, you know, couldn't get their password, their login, just normal things that happen. It's inevitable. And some people were frustrated with that. I mean, I get frustrated too when I can't log in properly, right? They were easy fixes though. No big deal. I had a choice to make. I could either get defensive because in my head I'm thinking, I'm only one person, I'm doing my best. (laughs) Or I could respond the way Amazon or Apple would because overall this was my responsibility and I chose to take ownership. I apologized for the inconvenience and did what I could to make it right. And in the end, everybody was happy. You know, and I don't expect to always make everyone happy. You can't make everyone happy. It's just part of life. But with what I had control over, People were happy. They were happy with the outcome. I did my best, took ownership, and gave it my all. And that's a reminder for you and a reminder for myself. It's really easy when we have put so much love and soul into something we've created, and then somebody nitpicks something or somebody's upset about something. It can be difficult to hold back our own frustrations, right? But it took putting pride aside putting the ego aside to approach the situation with peace and kindness and just do my best. In the end, it's not about me. So when I stop to remember why I did this to begin with, it's a lot easier to put pride aside, be selfless in my actions, and choosing service over sarcasm because it's not about me. Think about it, even performing on a stage. If a performer's on a stage to gain an applause, they're probably in it for the wrong reason. Most performers are up there to bring joy and happiness to the audience. It's about the audience. It's about giving. It's about serving. It's about entertaining. It's about bringing joy or moving someone emotionally. That's the most beautiful type of art, is the art that helps people to think differently, to see differently, to have a different perspective, see a different angle, consider a different variable. 
to open up new possibilities. This is the beauty of art and the creativity that lies within us. So when we start to make it about ourselves, we take away so much of the beauty of the art of what we're giving. And it's real easy to do. It's really easy to fall into what you're doing, what I'm doing, me, me, me. I need to make it perfect. But the more that our brains get stuck into that mindset, the further away we get from making it about them. So to remember to ask and accept help. Keep a cool head, give your 100% and have extreme ownership. Whatever project you might be working on, I hope that those tips help you on your next creative endeavor. Priscilla Pfeiffer. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please subscribe, leave a comment so I can reach more people like you. And go to sparkyourinnerfire.com. I have a special gift for you. Go check it out.